Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Eric Ash here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in tech. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick and get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhardt always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Our man, 
Eric Asher. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Take the show with you anywhere. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You should find it fairly easily. Our um, social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Join the conversation there. Don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. I'll have our guest uh, by tomorrow for you. Well, we might have him up on our social media platform uh, tonight. Uh, that's Thursday live broadcast at 1 p.m. on WLAE-TV, also live streaming on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. And then here come the rebroadcast, 6 p.m. on LAE on Thursday night, 10 p.m. on The Deuce, that's WLAE-TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE-TV. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. On the, on the Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. You can find the show at ericasher.com on the WLAE-TV YouTube page. And, of course, um, uh, always on our social media platforms as well. Well, 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 <laughs> uh, I don't know where to begin. I just don't. I really don't know where to begin. Um, what a beautiful weekend it was, right? Um, Tulane, LSU, both get, uh, again, huge victories. LSU beating Alabama. Um, Tulane exercising the demons of Tulsa at Tulsa. And, um, I mean, they we, we talked about contenders and pretenders, right, in, in the month of November. Well, I mean, they look like contenders. There's no doubt about it, okay? I mean, look, now, now they could stub their toe over the next three weeks, and it still would be a great season for both. It would it be disappointing? Absolutely. Uh, because, again, uh, they have the ability and they have the coaching uh, to be able to, again, to, to, to be a championship team this year in both, both programs. And LSU is so far ahead of where, where they should be. With Again, as I mentioned yesterday, 39 scholarship players, uh, 12 um, – was it was it twelve um, uh, through the transfer portal, fifteen signees, um, and then Tulane, what they would be able to do, you know, the no defections <laughs> except for Jeffrey Johnson last year, uh, Willie Fritz changing his entire coaching staff over, you know, I mean that took guts, you know, only keeping Chris Hampton. As I mentioned yesterday in my monologue, again, he was the guy with the bullseye on his back. Everybody wanted to get rid of Chris Hampton. Now he's looked at as one of the top defensive coaches in, in college football, one of these young guns. And, of course, being able to retain all your players, bringing in 10 guys that, again, that were former New Orleans, and in a lot of cases, former New Orleans high school stars that, that again, have added to this season. And um, winnable games. Look, a huge game against UCF this weekend when you talk about Tulane and and, and, um, and their program. Um, shoot in a situation where, again, 11 a.m. start against Arkansas. they got to be ready to go. But, they, again, they're, the rest of the schedule – even though it could be daunting, especially for Tulane, having to take on Cincinnati and um, and also UCF, they played well enough to be able to, again, to, to be able to be in their prospective championship games. They just got to do it on the field. 
But after nine games, I think we know who the Saints are. They're pretenders. In fact, I think that's giving them too much credit. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, this, is, this is an underachieving team that lacks leadership. And it starts with Mickey Loomis in the front office all the way to Dennis Allen, the head coach, and now these so-called captains. That all I kept hearing in the offseason was uh, that, again, this locker room, this, the captains, they would, again, the pride, uh, you know, uh, you know that this team doesn't lose, that the Saints way, there's a certain way we do things. Well, there was a certain way things were done when Sean Payton and Drew Brees were there. Obviously, that's got lost in the wash because we're not seeing it. We're not, I'm not seeing the pride. I'm not seeing, again, the, um, the intensity that's necessary to be able to win in the NFL. I'm seeing a team going through the motions. I mean, they got bullied last night by a Ravens team that was right for picking. I watched the Ravens the week before. I watched the Ravens two weeks before that. Let me tell you right now, the home crowd was electric in the dome. They were ready, okay? You can't say anything about the crowd. Yes, there were a lot of uh, Baltimore Ravens fans, but again, yes, some people put their tickets up for, for sale, and it is what it is. But again, remember, there's an allotment of tickets that, are, that, are, that are each NFL team has. And if you're, if you're in any other NFL city, think about this. We've known this for years, right? If you're going to travel to a destination, where are you going? You're going to New Orleans. You're going to Las Vegas. You're going to Miami. You're going to San Francisco. Maybe you're going to Los Angeles. It's a destination, again, for, for away games. So, of course, Baltimore fans are going to come, come to New Orleans and be here. And they were loud and proud last night. It was embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You know, I used to say this about the Atlanta Falcon fans and, and, and the Saints. When the Saints lose to Atlanta, the, the, uh, the whole team should have to go up to the terrace and walk all the way down again uh, to, to, from, from the top of the dome to, the, to, again, to the floor of the dome and have to listen to all the cat calls of Atlanta fans. Saints fans came ready to go last night. The Saints weren't ready to go. They got bullied. Got bullied by the Ravens team. They didn't show up. Physically dominated on both sides of the ball. What's really sad about this is they teased us last week. I mean, a total tease. Saints couldn't duplicate last week's intensity or or physicality. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Your back's against the wall. And you got pushed around all night long on both sides of the ball. Now, look, I know that the Ravens are a physical team. I mean, you know this, and, 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 and this team knows this. And traditionally, they've been a physical team. And traditionally, again, again this, has been, uh, this has been a heavyweight fight between those two teams. In some cases, the Saints were, again, overpowered. In some cases, they weren't. But there was always pride involved here. I didn't see the pride last night. I didn't see the pride. Yes, there's no doubt injuries are part of the demise of this once-proud Saints franchise. They lost McCoy, Werner, and Davenport to injury last night. But let's face it, let's call it like it is after nine games, okay? This, this is a rudderless ship. And it starts with Dennis Allen. Look, nice guy. Pulling for him. Great defensive coach. Great defensive mind. Okay, I love the way, again, he was such a tactician over the last few years, a defensive coordinator. Again, putting together such great game plans. Um... That defense played for him. You saw it, man. Again, they got fired up. They, 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 were, they were an intense. They were physical. They were the, they were the bullies. Not, not anymore. Not anymore. Some guys are made to be head coaches. Some guys are not. Uh, the, the record right now, 14-43 and 43 all time. That sucks for a head coach. This continuity thing looks like a failure.
And a lot of it is, again, self-imposed, and I said this. This is self-inflicted. Okay, you say continuity, but again, you let Toronto Olmstead leave. He's playing really well for the Miami Dolphins right now, by the way. It was, this wasn't a big-time contract. This wasn't, again, a deal-breaking contract. Saints could have, could have matched that or given him more money. He went to Miami. He was one of your leaders on offense. And then the two that really uh, stick out again is Quan Alexander, not re-signing him, and, of course, trading C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And, look, I said that from the beginning. That tainted the waters in that locker room. And now that we found out John Singler's uh, article last week where he said there was actually a meeting between C.J. G.J. and Dennis Allen behind closed doors. It got heated. And Allen gave the okay to trade him. Are you kidding me? Really? I said it before, and I said it from the day one. Go back, listen to the tape. I'm on record, baby. In the NFL, players don't like, again, with management, coaches, anybody, or other players messing with somebody's money. If a guy's sitting out reps because, again, he's trying to be able to get the attention of management, again, he got the attention of management. But you don't trade a guy in the contract year. And then, again, to add insult to injury, to see this guy with five interceptions so far and playing the safety position, when this team's been looking for safeties forever? The last three safeties are one, two, three in interceptions in the NFL right now. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Von Bell, Marcus Williams. Get out of here. Dennis Allen is an emotional. He's not, he's not taking guys to task, for, again, for, for making horrible plays or, or not, not doing their jobs, on, on, like, again, we saw with the wrath of Peyton. Look, the days of an unemotional Tom Landry on the sidelines are over. It's 2022. This team isn't playing for him. Maybe it's because of the CJGJ trade. Maybe it's because he doesn't have the intensity of Sean Payton, which this team was bred on. No matter what, no matter what the reason at this point, after nine games. This team's not playing for Dennis Allen. And the Dennis Allen era is a bust. Now, does Loomis have the guts enough to say after one year, thank you, we appreciate it, but again, we got to move on? And then do you want really want Dennis Allen? Do you really want, again, sorry, pardon me, Mickey Loomis taking full control of this team and, and, and making the next uh, coaching hire? Please, I told you. It was a Powerball move to find a Sean Payton. I've seen this movie before with Mickey Loomis. It was during the Jim Haslett era. If you like mediocre teams and mediocre football, meet Mickey Loomis. That's who he is. The only sin grace was a guy like Sean Payton coming in and taking control of the entire organization and willing it to win. That will to win is no longer there. I mean, even his defense, which again was the bedrock of this team this year, this is the bedrock this team was supposed to stand on, hasn't shown up for him. So watch through the rest of the team. After nine games, this is an unmitigated disaster. Three and six with all the talent on this team. Are you kidding me? On offense, they were stagnant and predictable last night once again. Look, here's the thing that's mind-blowing for me, okay? We know going in, and I said this yesterday on the, on the show, you need physicality, right? You have to be physical because we know the Ravens are physical. Now, they let Latavius Murray out the door because of a bonehead move with the front office not protecting him. He is a physical back. Show me the other physical back on this roster. I'll wait. 
The answer is Taysom Hill, okay? Taysom Hill is the most physical back on, on, on the roster right now. At a time when you needed a big back to just pound away at that Ravens defense, you didn't have it. You didn't have it. He wasn't on the roster. He's in Denver now. You had him. You let him go. You didn't draft one. Taysom got one carry for six yards last night. He threw one pass for 13 yards, and he got one target in the passing game. One. One, two, three. That's it. The rest of the time, he's playing special teams on the sidelines. Are you kidding me? I mean, Carmichael looked like he was coming around, okay? That he was starting to be a little bit more inventive and, and, and has some imagination. That's, this is a fireball offense here. I mean, it really is. I mean, you're down to like three weapons. It's Olave, it's Kamara, and it's Taysom Hill. Maybe you could throw Jawan Johnson in there. Maybe you could throw him in on a good day. But those are your three weapons right now. That's all you got. And you don't even utilize, again, the most physical weapon in Taysom Hill? A fireable offense, no doubt about it. Oh. I mean, it just makes you wonder. How much was Carmichael doing under Peyton? Did he learn anything? Barely used. Pathetic. The offensive line, dominated. Defensive line, embarrassed. They got pushed around all night long. This is a defense that, again, that prided itself on stopping the run. Now, no, they didn't give up a 100-yard rusher, but they got gashed all night long. Too much Lamar Jackson. Jackson had his way. But even he wasn't a I mean, he wasn't a, 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 a game-breaker. I mean... If you look at the stats, his stats were okay. But it wasn't like, again, that, again, it was uh, the complete dominance. But they, they, never gave, they never put any pressure on him. They, again, they, they didn't seem like, again, he was flustered at all. He had 11 carries for 82 yards when he started running. He was 12 for 22 for 133 yards in one touchdown. Quarterback rating a 70.9. I mean, come on. Okay, that, that's, a, that, that's a game-breaking material there. Well, this team got dominated up front, and that's where it counts. You know, a lot of their really good players are elsewhere now, and that's been part of the problem, okay? Letting good players out the door. Sheldon Rankins is with the New York Jets. Quan Alexander is with the New York Jets. Malcolm Brown is with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Go on and on. You want to know why they're not getting I mean, look, I thought Street might be a guy that could come in and help. That dude gets pushed around all night long. They're just not physical up front like they once were. Once again, bad offseason moves. Come back to bite them. On top of that CJGJ trade, okay, remember they chose not to re-sign Quan Alexander. So what happens last night when, again, the number one tackler on the team Pete Werner goes down. And what did I say all offseason? Sign the dude. Okay, they want to start, they want to start Pete, let him start Pete. Fine, no problem. At least Quan's on the on the on the team. You could find a place for him. And then if something happens and, and, and Pete goes down, Quan steps in. Ladies and gentlemen, he signed for $152,000 guaranteed. That's pennies. Even for the, a cash poor team like the Saints, that's pennies.
Zach Bond jumped in last night. <laughs> that makes me laugh. I got to laugh at that. You know, that's comical. Okay? Let, let, let Zach Bond play. Because you drafted him so high, you got to keep him on this team. Let him play special teams. Don't ever put him on a, in a situation where he's got to play linebacker. Now, if you want to put him on the edge and let him rush, which is his forte, come out of Wisconsin, I see that. But the Saints don't play him that way. Square peg round hole once again. So now Quan is doing his thing in New York. CJ GJ is doing his thing in Philly. Armstead's doing his thing in, in, in Miami. And yet they, they preach continuity. The players know. Loomis and Allen look like the second coming of the John Meekham ownership days right now. They just do. Boneheaded moves in the offseason. And look, I, I love Olave as a wide receiver, and he's going to be a great one. But he ain't Jerry Rice. And what you gave up for him is Jerry Rice-type draft pick material. Philly just... Philly's laughing all the way to the bank right now. You, you, so you set him up with your number one pick, which is probably going to be a top ten pick. Could be a top five pick based on, the, on how they – based on, again, the performance last night and the effort last night. This team – but – and then you give them, again, Gardner Johnson, who goes on again, is going to be their, their, their safety of the future now. Merry Christmas, Philadelphia. Christmas in October. Christmas in November. Oh, wait, no, that was Christmas in August. No, Loomis and Allen are clueless, and the team knows it. Very disappointing effort last night after showing some pride and some life last week. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm without words to be able to communicate, again, how you don't have the pride with, again, your fans going absolutely berserk on Monday night football to stand up and get motivated, energized, and, and give 1,000%. And give a, a no, this team looks like, again, a team that is – Checked out. Not sure, again, after this lack of effort, it matters, again, how bad the NFC South is. This team looks like they're making holiday plans and not postseason plans. And one more thing before I get out. You want to know something that really pissed me off? Mark Ingram on the Kay Adams show today holding up a Lamar Jackson jersey. Now, I get him and Lamar Jackson a tight. He played in Baltimore with him, etc. But damn it, you're a New Orleans saint, okay? You represent the black and gold. You represent the city of New Orleans, okay? And at one time, you were a great leader on this team. You were a physical back. Now you're just old and useless, honestly. Where's the leadership? Where's your leadership? I'm going to tell you right now, the old Mark Ingram would have been stewing after this beatdown. Not anymore. He's holding up Lamar Jackson jerseys on a, on, a, on, a, on a talk show. He just got his ass kicked by Lamar Jackson, and he's holding up the jersey. Jettison that dude. Cut that old man. Because, again, what do you need him for? Physically, he can't do it anymore on the field. And you hope that, again, that his leadership would be something that would resonate within that locker room. But you got the gall to be able to hold up the opponent's jersey after you got your ass kicked by him the night before? If that's not a slap in the face, let me tell you something. Peyton would be going absolutely berserk right now, okay? Peyton would be losing his mind right now if he saw that. That is a fireable offense. Want to talk about offensive? 
the way the Saints played last night, the way they played every game this season with the exception of the Las Vegas Raiders. That was the only game where they looked like, again, the team we thought they were going to be. So, all this talk, and I'm right there with you. I said it last week. And man, I, how many times I pulled out this, this schedule over the last week and a half and said, it's still there for them, but not for this team. This team doesn't have it, doesn't have the want to, doesn't have the discipline, and doesn't have, again, the, the, the physicality nor, again, the leadership to be a playoff team, even in a bad division like the NFC South. No, the demise of the New Orleans Saints has started. That downward spiral has started. And here's the deal. Does Ms. Benson have what it takes to be able to make the tough decisions? And I don't know if she does. Because the tough decision would mean moving on from Mickey Loomis and bringing in a qualified general manager to be able to run this team, let him, him choose his head coach, and move forward from there. But what bonafide general managers want to kind of come into this mess? This cap, again, this this... this Cap poor situation where you cap, you're cap strapped and, poor, and draft pick poor. You got to really be desperate. Kind of like they were in 05 when they again found Sean Payton. Hopefully, say a novena, lightning will strike again. Because the way this team is set up right now, the way they're playing, with a lack of leadership, all the way from the top, all the way down in, into that locker room. And the lack of display of effort on a game-in, game game-out basis? I don't want to hear about injuries. Yeah, they're a part of it, but that's not the total excuse. This is not the team that, again, we thought they'd be. This is not the team that they were under Sean Payton. And that's a shame. Because we had high expectations, once again. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning. That is that is a company you can count on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, There's a company that, again, puts everything into every single thing they do, okay? Whether they're coming out to your home to repair your air conditioning heating system, whether they're installing a new air conditioning heating system in your home or your business, whether they're putting in an APCO whole home air treatment system, whether they're putting in a a Generac generator in your backyard or, again, at your business, it doesn't matter. You're going to get 100%. You're going to get their best every single day, and they're going to treat your home like their home, your business like their business. They'll never gouge you, never cheat you. They'll give you honest day's work. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Truly a company you can trust, and it doesn't matter where you live, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, with 15 trucks in the field and a 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business, they got you covered. Go with the pros. Go with the company I've trusted for over 30 years. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. ACPromise.com. Let's talk about a winner. Coming up next, Matty Hudak of, uh, of uh, Tulane Sideline Reporter, also of Saints Wire. She'll be our guest at 435. Let's talk about another winner, the LSU Tigers. Mike Scarborough of TigerBeat.com will join us at 535, uh, talking about LSU Alabama, looking forward to the rest of the schedule. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't move. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime 
at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Discover. Some banks can make it complicated to redeem credit card rewards. But with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. Talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Look out for a stalled vehicle blocking the right lane on I-55 southbound near Rudock. And in the meantime, look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from Clearview to just before City Park. Look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard. And also look out for an accident on the 610 on the westbound side right at the 10610 merge. In the meantime, look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City connection from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Hi folks, trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick to get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com that's acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Using innovative technology and the real words of the people who were there, Expressions of America is an immersive sound and light show that brings history to life like never before, coming only to the National World War II Museum in New Orleans. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends over at Dave Mead Insurance. 
full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, commercial policies, serving the entire metropolitan area, East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and the River Parishes. At Dave Mann Insurance, are you one-stop shop, uh, stop shop insurance specialist? And again, looking they looking to save money, you got to call Dave. You want to save, call Dave at 504-556-0809. You can also again meet him on his um, at his um, office on Veterans Tech the Shogun uh, for uh, for a quote. Or again, click uh, at d a v e m i l l e t i n s agency dot com. Whether you're a contractor, whether you're a business owner, homeowner, whether you're looking for health insurance, whether you're looking for business insurance, commercial, auto, life, it doesn't matter. Dave handles it all, and the service at the sale impeccable. Dave Miet Insurance, 504-556-0809. You want to save, call Dave. All right, uh, let's, uh, let's talk a little Tulane football. I, I don't know if I can even bring myself to, to talk about the Saints with Matty Hudak today after that uh, horrible display last night. But uh, let's talk about a team that's on, the, on track for being a champion and um, exercised another demon last week in beating Tulsa at Tulsa. The sideline reporter for the Tulane Green Wave also writes for Saints Wire. Maddie Hudak joins us on the program. Maddie, how are you? I'm doing good. Like you said, a little uh, tired in many ways from uh, the NFL team last night. But in the college world, it has been great to be uh, a Tulane fan. Oh, no doubt. First of all, very disappointed in ESPN and game, and game day. Not choosing to come to New Orleans. Rather, go, going to Austin. Uh, and, and, and again, what could have been a, a, an incredible scene out in uptown New Orleans uh, outside, of, uh, outside of Yeoman uh, with the tailgating, everything else, you know, the, the, the sights and sounds in New Orleans. ESPN really dropped the ball on this one. I just don't know what these guys are supposed to do at this point to get the respect that they've, you know, more than earned at this point. But my gripe really with that whole thing is just that, you know, when they – have caught in some flack for certain choices in the past, they have directly come out and said, you know, it's not about the best matchup that week or the highest ranking teams, but it's about the best story. And if you can really tell me that the, the story in Texas is more compelling than w- what is probably one of the more impressive college season turnarounds in recent history, but without question, the most impressive one of the season and the best season for this team in 20 years. So to have that all and everything in between, you know, it's easy to just say they were two and 10 and now they're eight and one. That in itself should garner a little more attention than it's getting, I think. But then you think about the fact that they were all just placed the first three weeks of the game of the season through a hurricane where a lot of them had families that were affected by that. Their biggest leader in Nick Anderson broke his leg in the Ole Miss game and was out for several weeks. Michael Pratt was hurt and, Yet they all still stayed. We've talked about that a couple times now, how especially in the era of the NIL transfer portal and the conference realignments, all of that really happening for the first time last year with everything still in flux, you know, now that there's actually money on the line, the fact that all these guys decided to stay and come back and preach that they were going to be going to the conference championship from day one, and here they are really realizing that, like I said, I just don't know what what else are it supposed to achieve to get some national attention? Yeah, it really is a shame. Uh, this would have been uh, a perfect backdrop uh, for game day, and I'm sure the Tulane fans would have would have obliged. We'd see another thirty thousand plus. I hope we see another thirty thousand plus against UCF this weekend. Uh, this team deserves uh, the um, 
uh, the support. Well, from what they've been able to do this year, you mentioned it. We talked about it over the last few weeks. No, no defections, everything that went down, what this team had to do to overcome two losses last last year. You mentioned it last week, and I used it yesterday in my monologue. And I, I'd forgotten about this because Gary Smith had mentioned it to me during the summer, but what, 30-plus players working out every single day in the hot summer, New Orleans summer. I mean, this is not, you know, this is a team that knew they dropped the ball on the season last year and, and, and were uh, dead set on, again, making the changes. And we've seen that. Uh, through again the, 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 the through, through the again um, what is it uh, now nine weeks in the season? Oh, a hundred percent. You saw it all the way back to I'd say even before this summer, back to March. The intensity was ramped up. They were working on fundamentals. They're coaching each other up on the sidelines and holding each other accountable. And I would agree with Gary with how hard they're practicing all through that fall weather and, and the heat here and. It, yeah, it's exactly that. They, they, they're, just, they're just so locked in this year in a way that I think is very rare in general in college football. You know, to be able to block out all of the noise and the fact that this is, uh, at this point, a historical season, even without last year in context, that's still a lot for players that age to kind of wrap their head around. But again, just the pendulum swing being as vast as it is, and that's really where that one and zero mantra comes into play. I think Nick Anderson astutely explained it, and, and it's a testament to that Southern Miss loss where they got ahead of themselves and looked to conference play. So from there on out, it's been one on zero, one and zero, and it's been working for them. And I'll say that they could care less whether college game day comes to campus or not because they're really just concerned with winning football games from here on out. But I can't think of a more complete team that I've seen in a while than the all-around attack on Tulane from their running game to Michael Pratt improving his completion percentage by almost 10%. That's an Mm -hmm. astonishing jump for a guy that's a mobile quarterback because he doesn't rely on his legs and to the detriment of his passing game. He's improved so much as a passer, and that has allowed him to be a a more bigger threat as a mobile quarterback because he has the threat on both sides of that. And then – on defense, I mean, there's just – I don't even know where to start from the fact that Jaden Kennedy had a season-ending injury in Memphis and Jarius Monroe comes in his place. He's making uh, tackles at first contact. He was a third-team leading tackler. He was one of my co-players of the game and Steve Berrios and I's post-game speech. Just to step up like that in that instance and the, the safety group, the linebacking core, as we've talked about, the, the losses on the defensive line and the fact that that hasn't mattered – and, and special teams is pulling it off into where they have three full phases of the game in, in every way imaginable. And it's nothing short of great football to just watch. Uh, no doubt about it. It's been, it's, been, it's been as fun of a year than we've seen at Tulane uh, in a long, long time. Reminds us a lot of 1998 when they went undefeated. Uh, and there's so much in front of them for them. And, and a team that looks focused to be able to take care of their business, which means, again, this weekend, exercising another demon, UCF coming into, into Yeoman, uh, taking on Tulane, uh, Gus Malzahn and his offense. Talk a bit about it and, again, uh, the, the challenges for the Tulane defense this weekend. Uh, I mean, I just keep thinking back to last year and the fact that that was a four-point loss with how bad of a team Tulane was. Um, I'm currently kind of working on my scouting of their offense as we speak, but um, – and I unfortunately I missed our chat with Billy Fritz today that I usually get more of that information about because I was sure. doing a TV segment for Tulane. But 
I just I think what you're what I've at least seen in practice with the scout team is you know preparing for those types of trick plays, having some guys kind of rush from different places, and I don't want to give too much of that away. But no, please don't. It's more, yeah, it's just more to me. What sticks out the most is that it keeps seeming like can Tulane pull it off is almost like the vibe of the coverage that I've seen, and I don't know why Tulane is at this point the, the overwhelming favorite against UCF. Mm-hmm. I don't care what they did last year. I don't care, you know, what they were accomplishing this year. I care about seeing what I saw on the field last year with a team that has the same players that is a completely different identity for Tulane. The, there's no transformative identity that, that exists elsewhere in the American Athletic Conference right now than what you're seeing with Tulane and the momentum and just the locked-in nature, the ability to shut out the college football pr- playoff rankings for the first time in program history, highest mm-hmm. ranking for the team, and just focus on each opponent in front of them. I, to me, the sky's the limit, and it, it's really – it's not even so much about scheme. It's just executing their assignments when they're on the field, and I think that they've shown week in and week out that they're prepared to do just that. And it's gotten more intense as weeks have gone on, and you can see it in practice. You see guys you know, kind of going to the ground with each other, in a, not in too bad of a way, but just really – working each other hard in practice, coaches starting to, you know, get a little more on players for slacking off on a rep. These guys are really, they, they know that it's in the final stretch and that this is the most important stretch so far. But to me, I, I just see a, a win out as, as highly likely at this point. Uh, and, and I think most of us are, are, are at least hoping for that and, and, and believe that there's an opportunity for that, especially – if Tulane is taking it one game at a time, which, again, they seem to be. Uh, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I saw UCF Cincinnati. I've watched a few games of, of UCF. They're beatable. Uh, this is not the formidable team we saw a few years ago uh, that was one of the best teams in, in, in all of college football. Uh, this is a team that, that, that is still a good team, but I think Tulane matches up well with them and has the opportunity to win. Pardon me. And. Obviously, I can't speak to other teams' leadership and locker room and everything else, but to me, the only thing that rivals the play we've seen on the field is the character of these players off the field and the leadership in all of these core groups from Nick Anderson and Dorian Williams to Tajay Sears to Michael Pratt. Everyone that I just mentioned, you know, they, they could lead a team on their own, but the fact that Tulane has that in multitudes, that's that's why you see, like you said, them taking it one game at a time, not getting frazzled in games. I, I just felt like there was such a calm stillness almost about them against Tulsa, even though that was a, a pretty emotional matchup for those guys. They talked a lot about, like you said, exercising those demons. And I, I was kind of expecting more of a, a dogfight emotionally speaking, but it just kind of seems like Tulane's just taking care of business and they're doing it in a business-like manner at this point. It's just great execution. It's not anything too cutesy, but it's not anything that's too simple either. I think Michael Pratt has said that a few times talking about the offense and Coach Boboda really, you know, he hates to say it's not that it's simplified, but that can also be in a positive way as well, where it's not too much scheming going on. It's just utilizing players for what they're good at, using guys like Lawrence Keyes to stretch the field, using his speed to get those kind of passes out. And then you just have the vision of someone like Michael Pratt. I had asked him, I don't know if people noticed in that quarterback sneak in Tulsa where he actually went over Rashad Green on the right tackle. And you rarely see a 
quarterback sneak that that goes off to the side, and and I just asked him if that was by design, and he, he just saw something and he went for it, and that is the same type of decision making that you saw Willie Fritz in Kansas State with that fourth down call, just seeing an opportunity and mm-hmm. and going for it, and I think that really just sums up what this Tulane team is like and their identity, and I just think they have the mental toughness edge by a, by a mile. Yeah. And of course, one thing you don't want to do is again, have the self-inflicted mistakes. They've stayed away from that for the most part uh, this season. Uh, you go back maybe, maybe to the USM game where they kind of let it slip, uh, slip away. And then of course uh, what happened against Memphis, which again, Willie Fritz took the brunt of that, but maybe taking the uh, foot off the gas a bit. I mean, look, this is a team that lost to East Carolina. Uh, they got blown out 34 to 13. Uh, you know, again, um, uh, Louisville early in the season, again, 20 to 14 winners over U- 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 uh, over UCF. Um, there's not a lot of common opponents right now because of the way um, uh, the schedule's set up. Uh, but again, uh, you know, you look at this again last week against Memphis, 35 to 28. Um, this is a uh, this is a UCF UCF team that I think that again, when you match them up man to man against this Tulane team. Uh, there's no reason to think that Tulane can't come out of this victorious and, and be ready for, for, again, a quick turnaround against SMU on Thursday night. Without question, and I will also just add that while Willie Fritz took the brunt of that, and again, that's something that I think says a lot about how Willie Fritz is as a coach because you've, I've seen plenty of coaches point to their players in those scenarios, but the players themselves also took accountability when – they, their coach kind of give, gave them an out. Nick Anderson, Macon Clark, both last Tuesday before Tulsa, they all admitted that the defense took their foot off the pedal. They weren't executing well and just weren't playing up to their standards. But what's more important to me is that they still keep going. And even in those types of games where they're getting outscored 28-3 to in the second half, to win the game by a game-ending interception by, again, Jarius Monroe, who's yep. now in that starting role, it's a true four-quarter team, and it's a team that knows that they can win every game in front of them as long as they don't get inside their heads in that way. Mm-hmm. And so to kind of see that and see how quick that backfield was for Tulsa last week and knowing that's something that gives the two-lane defense some trouble. They got a little successful at the beginning, but a lot of teams in those situations will just start to fall apart. They'll start to panic. They'll try to scheme differently. And again, Tulane's patience and confidence in the players that they have on the field stands out to me. And like you said, every team I think at this point is beatable. I think that's always the case. I don't know why it's ever kind of spoken about because you look at the Kansas state win and then you look at the Southern Miss loss and it just goes to show you in college sports, any given Saturday, but sure. What this one and no mantra, that's just not the case with this Green Wave team. Yeah, I agree. I think defensively they've proven they can handle, a, again, a, uh, a mobile quarterback like we saw with Braxton last week and, again, guys that are traditionally back uh, drop-back passers. Uh, again, that defense is, is uh, uh, swarming, uh, sure tackling. Uh, they're sticky again on the outside with, with, the, with their defensive backs. Uh, you like what they're doing up front on, with the defensive line. And offensively, again, they got so many different weapons. Uh, and, and a quarterback, obviously, again, that, that um, uh, has the ability to be a dual threat. So when, when, when you look at Tulane right now, and if you're a Tulane fan, you've got to be excited about what's in front of them. Uh, the only thing that, again, uh, that, that, that I think anybody has to worry about is one game at a time. And hopefully, again, that, that's the, um, that is the vision going forward. It looks like it has been since that, that USM loss. 
and uh, hopefully there'll be a 30,000 plus in the, in in, uh, in Yeoman this weekend cheering on this team. They definitely deserve it. Yeah, I was just about to say, you know, it, it felt sad when Tajay Spears was just kind of talking about how cool it would be to look up and see fans in the stands and talking about that fact that these guys deserve a crowd. But to me, that almost disrespects that it's such a good football team that it shouldn't even have to be, you know, these guys deserve to have a packed stadium. It should be, you know, why aren't you interested in incredible college football in your local area? Like, again, it, it, to me, it's one of the best stories in college sports this season. It's the biggest turnaround in college sports this season without question to me, but it's fun football out there. Do you know how fun it is to watch Tajay Spears have multiple 100-yard games and then Shoddy Clayton Johnson come on and also have a 100-yard game at the same time? And see, again, just there were a couple of plays where Michael Pratt was so sneaky in, in his keeps that Corey and Steve uh, up in the press box thought that he had handed the ball off. And then on defense, uh, if you like the hard-hitting tacklers, I would implore you to come watch Dorian Williams, Nick Anderson, Macon Clark, Jarius Monroe, and Larry Brooks, and Lummy Young, their ability to come downhill and, and force fumbles at that. That's something that it, it takes a certain level of skill to have your t- tackling fundamentals down so soundly that you're at that point looking to play the ball. So it, it's fun football. They were at a fake punt last week where Nick Anderson converted. I mean, what more could you ask for out of a college football game at a beautiful stadium? Yep, d- definitely agree. Manny, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. Tell the folks about how they can catch the game this weekend and, of course, uh, all your writings, where you're writing at, and also uh, how folks can follow you on social media. Of course, and I would just like to say congratulations to Dorian Williams because he was uh, invited to the Senior Bowl, and that was just announced, and he absolutely awesome. deserves that. But you can find me on Twitter, as always, at MattyHudak underscore 94. Um, you can uh, catch the game this weekend at Yelvin Stadium at 2.30 p.m. against the UCF, but if you for some reason can't make it or you want to bring your headset, we are always on the radio. 104.1 the spot with our pre-game coverage an hour before with interviews from Coach Fritz and the players and everything else about the Saints, uh, USA Today, the Saints Fire, whatever uh, post-memorandum uh, I have at this point while well, I'll be on there. But just want to say again, Eric, thanks for consistently being in Tulane's number and uh, it doesn't go unseen. Uh, my pleasure. And again, uh, pulling, for, pulling for the greenies as always. Thanks so much for your time. We'll check in with you next week. Great. You got it. There's Matty Hudak again with us uh, uh, discussing. We're only discussing Tulane today. We're not discussing the Saints. No, we're not. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. AC breaks down, whether, again, it's a commercial air conditioning system uh, with your business or, again, residential. They are there for you. Uh, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, only doing the work that's necessary. Experts in all type of air conditioning systems. And if you're in the market for a new air conditioning system, make sure you call my friends at Burkhardt. ACPromise.com. That's ACPromise.com. Truly, the company you can trust is Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's ACPromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. 
Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 Hey, listener, welcome to Lemu's Karaoke Lounge, where Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need, and the music never stops. Hit it. There's an emu with a full-time job. His partner's Doug, but Lemu's the heartthrob. Grubs and worms, that's what Lemu eats. Gotta fuel up to save you money and hit the streets. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. How many of you have pets? Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear, apparel, or pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and donated over $7 million. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select Petco locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold.
Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Weekdays 4 to 6 right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Thanks to Matty Hudak for joining us on the program. Talking a little Tulane football. Hour number 2. I'm going to get into uh, uh, the Pelicans, where they are right now after 10 games. Also, again, we'll be joined by Mike Scarborough of TigerBeat.com. He'll join us on the program at 535 talking LSU. Uh, again, the uh, college football rankings come out. The football playoff rankings come out tonight. So looking forward to seeing where LSU and Tulane are. Uh, and, of course, uh, Saints coming off again at just a, a, a brutal loss last night to, um, to the Ravens in the Dome, 27-13. It wasn't even that close. Um, and, of course, uh, I'll also talk about a little bit about uh, what's going on in the city. Uh, and the reasons why you need to get out to the polls today and vote. Again, it is uh, Election Day. Uh, please have your voice heard. Uh, it took my wife and I about 10 minutes to go into the voting booth, even with all the um, amendments, to be able to go in and, and have our voice heard. Uh, again, uh, uh, get out there and make sure, again, you vote today. Today is Election Day, all the way to 8 o'clock tonight. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the Dudley Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery.
Here's our man, Eric Asher. And you'll get nothing but the truth right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Eric Asher with you until 6 weekdays, 4 to 6, uh, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Of course, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. Uh, don't forget also, uh, again, uh, about Nash FM, 1061.com, ericasher.com. Uh, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor is on our is our home base for our uh, but you can find our podcast everywhere. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, our social media platforms. Join the conversation there. Um, also, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. I'll have our guest. I should have the announcement tonight on our guest. If not, it'll be, you'll have it by tomorrow uh, when, the, uh, uh, when the show uh, uh, begins. But um, we'll, we, we should have that, that for you um, on, on tomorrow. Um, I want to thank Matty Hudak for joining us in the program in the first hour. Mike Scarborough will join us at um, 5.35 this afternoon talking Tigers. Of course, college football playoff uh, poll uh, tonight uh, will be released about 6 o'clock. Interested to see where the Tigers will be, where Tulane will be. Um, but uh, no, matter, no matter what, uh, a great weekend for college football here in, in South Louisiana. Uh, Saints last night, just very, very um, – Beyond disappointing, just beyond disappointing, uh, to get physically dominated like they did by the by the Ravens, and um, there's something that that ills this team. They are too talented to get pushed around like they did last night, and then to have Mark Ingram go on the Kay Adams show and hold up a Lamar J- Jackson jersey today uh, is a slap in the face to each and every season ticket holder, each and every Saints fan, in the Houdat Nation. Um, it seems that, again, that, that, that for the first time in a long time, the fan base seems to care a lot more than the players do. And, and, and that is distressing. They're, the, the fans are taking the loss harder than the players are. I don't care if Lamar Jackson's your best damn friend in the world. Keep your damn jersey to yourself, Mark Ingram. Okay? Keep it to yourself. You want to be a Baltimore Raven? They cut your ass. They cut your ass. Go be a Raven. Because you haven't done much to help the Saints this year. Okay, You're one of the ones that put this team in a hole early with your fumbles. And, of course, they've never been able to recover since. Not putting it all on Mark Ingram. But, again, it's the Mark Ingram-type mentality right now that is festering within this organization. And it just goes to show you what two men meant to this organization, Sean Payton and Drew Brees. The will to win, okay, uh, doing whatever was necessary to be able to win. And just the pride that it took from day one when those guys took the field. I mean, back in 06, nobody thought this team would be an NFC, NFC, uh, uh, would be the NFC championship game. <laughs> Did you see the debacle that, that, that again, Loomis and, and Hassett left? Uh, you know, Peyton and with? Come on. And now we come full circle 16 years later, and Loomis is in charge again, and Allen can't get out of his own way. Uh, this coaching staff is, 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 again, a rudderless ship. 
everything we heard about the coaching staff in the offseason, how, you know, how this was going to be an easy transition. And look, on paper it looked like that. But you know what? The world is not on paper. At the end of the day, you've got to go out and prove it. This team hasn't done it this season. I mean, nine games in, you are who you are. You're a 3-6 and six team. And you're a team that, again, that gets physically beat up on the field, which is embarrassing for a team. Or, again, you're having self-inflicted mistakes that, that, again, hold you back from winning. Last week was glorious to be able to see the way that team performed because that's the, that's the team we thought that, that we were getting this season. But in actuality, the team that we're getting this season or what we've seen the majority of the season, the Keystone Cops can't get out of their own way. And it's frustrating. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I grew up in a, with a lot of lean years with the New Orleans Saints. Unless they make some wholesale changes, and I'm talking about from Loomis down, uh, buckle up. It's going to be a long time. It's going to be the Meekum years all over again. They are, they are again, when you look at the, the cap right now, um, because of all the restructuring of the contracts, they're going to be in cap hell for the next couple of years, maybe two to three. Now, they, again, without a first-round pick, Banking on the fact that maybe Sean Payton again gets back into um, into coaching. I mean, that's what you're banking on. That's what you're banking on with this team right now. It's pathetic. It really is. It's, it's just how, how the mighty have fallen. How the mighty have fallen. Thank God for Tulane. Thank God for LSU, the way they're playing right now. And uh, let's hope that will continue through the month of November and, and be in a championship December. Disappointed in the Pels. I got to tell you, uh, five and five ain't going to cut it. Okay, for every 10 games. Willie Green says he's judging this team by 10 games. Five and five ain't going to cut it. This is a team that needs to be eight and two or seven and three after every 10-game ten, ten stretch. Uh, they're too talented not to be. Yes, they've had some injuries. Brandon Ingram missing games. Herb Jones missing games. But this is a deep team. All I keep hearing last night in the broadcast was, again, about how many games this team has played in the last few days. The West Coast to East Coast swing. With all due respect, I love the announcers on, on, on the Pelicans' um, uh, broadcast. Absolutely love Antonio Daniels. But excuses are for losers. This is a deep enough team that they don't have to be tired. That you can go deep into this bench and spread those minutes out so guys are not, are not fatigued when you have to go on, on, on these back-to-backs or, again, these road trips where you've got to play so many games in a row. And that's on Willie Green. Willie Green's got to get the most out of this team, and he's got to be able to trust these, team, these players at the, at, at the end of the roster. Get them some minutes. Especially, again, when you have the injuries that you have, and even when you don't. But I will say this. I saw something last night that really gives me hope for this team going forward. I saw the Zion Williamson that we thought we were going to see coming out of Duke. I saw a guy that was explosive. I saw a guy that, again, that was, that was playing both sides of the floor. I saw a guy that was, that was intense going for rebounds. Now, again, uh, not just on the offensive end, but on the defensive end. He had four defensive rebounds last night. I saw a guy that, again, tried to steal the basketball that was going for blocks, that was playing defense. And I saw a guy that, again, that just wasn't trying to be a bull in a china cabinet and just kind of bully his way into, um, uh, in, in, into to the basket, taking on two, three players, much like he did in the previous games. Last night, I saw a little bit of finesse to his game. I saw him hit, again, two or three three-pointers, which was, again, mind-blowing. But the last one, again, he was just too tired to get that one up. But, again, I saw a mid-range jump shot from him for the first time 
and again him feeling again uh, um, really comfortable in in that in that range. And and I saw an explosive guy around the around the basket, which we've been become accustomed to. This was maybe the best performance from Zion Williamson I've seen uh, in a Pelican uniform, all around performance. And he seems to have gotten, I don't know if it was the pink shoes last night or was it pink or orange, whatever color that was, but the dude was on fire. And if he could continue to play that way, this team is going to be tough to be reckoned with. The other other part of this is, uh, and Antonio Daniels has said it a bunch of times, and I've said it before, one of the reasons why I like Lonzo Ball as a point guard, they've got to be able to get Zion the ball above the rim. He is at his best when he's above the rim and he's going in and he's trying to be able to do the alley-oops. Uh, they just don't have the, 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 the guards that are either, either have the ability or, or, again, feel the comfort level in getting the ball up there and letting him go get it. But that is when he is at his best. Um, in that dunker spot, coming in, helping out. Look, I, I, just, I can't say enough about the way he played last night. He played defense. He played strong defense. Uh, there, there was there was uh, quickness, uh, mobility. I mean, maybe he's feeling maybe he's finally feeling healthy. I don't know what it is, but look at a different Zion last night. And if they can bottle that and take that for the rest of the season, they're going to win a lot of games. Twenty six points, one block, two steals, seven assists, seven rebounds, four of those deep on the defensive side, four for six at the free throw line where he's really struggled. He's been about fifty percent. Two for three from three-point line, 10 for 15 from the field, 30, 30, and 34 minutes. The kid played well last night. Brandon Ingram, as usual, knocking down big shots for this team. Jones, can he get a call? I mean, he's one of the best defenders in the NBA as a second-year player, and he gets no respect, none at all, zero respect from the officials. Now, I know you've got to earn that respect, but the way he played last year, that respect should have been earned already. Still getting, not getting the calls that he deserves as, again, one of the top defenders in the NBA. And, of course, we know Zion gets no calls inside. Again, he is brutally beaten every single night. But he's had to overcome that. Um, hoping Larry Nance Jr. is not severely injured. He hurt his knee last night. He went back to the bench. Uh, he has been so good when they go small. And, and, and they, they need him. They need him. They really do. Uh, Hernan Gomez doesn't have the foot speed that... that uh, Nance has. Uh, Jackson Hayes, I, I just don't know what happened to him. He just he just quit developing as a player. I mean, again, he should be doing what Larry Nance is doing on the floor right now. He should be a guy that should be blocking shots, rebounding, playing above the rim. I mean, all the things that Larry Nance is doing, that should be, that should be Jackson Hayes, and he has been stagnated. And now he's at the end of the bench getting no playing time. It's really sad because he's got a tremendous amount of talent. Maybe, again, a change of, of venues, something that he needs in order to flourish. Because the town is there. And they may need him now, especially now if Larry Nance is injured. They, they need a player that when they go small can again, can again play the, the center position. Although I will say this, when, when Nance went out last night, they had, um, they had Zion at the center position. And they had him, him, uh, him playing a, a more physical type center, even again as a smallish power forward. And, and it worked for the most part. Pels lose to the Indiana Pacers last night, 129 to 122. The Pacers got a nice ball club, man. Uh, they're just putting it together. They made a lot of wholesale changes. Uh, they got, I mean, Halliburton went off last night, okay? I know he only had 20 points, but that dude was incredible. We know who Buddy Heald is. I mean, you know, that was one of the worst trades ever. 
in the history of the organization by Dell Demps. You know, trying to be able again, trying to, you know, hurry the process and getting a Boogie Cousins and giving up a guy that they've been searching for ever since he left. <laughs> you know, Trey Murphy's that guy now. But Buddy Heald, man, you know, he's just a heck of a shooter. But I like the man. I like this Indianapolis, uh, this Indiana team. I'm telling you, they, uh, um, Matherin, um, they got some really good players on this team, and uh, I, I'm interested to see again if they can stay healthy. You know how they're going to look in the East when it's all said and done. This Pelican team, again, I'll say this again, they got to be better than five and five after ten games. So the next ten starts uh, with Chicago tonight. I'm sorry, tomorrow night because there's no no games today because of because of uh, election day, and uh, they, they've got us. They got to put it together, and I want to see more about well, more of them looking like they did against Brooklyn than they have at at, at certain times during this 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 uh, ten game stretch because they have it in them. But here's the deal: they got to get back to passing the basketball. I mean, that's the key to everything they do. Unselfishness giving up a good shot for a great shot, too much one-on-one. And I know they got good one-on-one players, but again, giving up the basketball and letting it go around again one one or two more times and getting a, a great shot, again, is just going to help this team overall. And defensively, look, the offense and the ability to run starts on their ability to be able to rebound and play defense. And when they're a lockdown defensive team, when they are swarming, they are at their best. And again, that has not been consistent over the last 10 games. So I'm bullish on the Pels. I still think they can be a top-four team in the West. I think, that, again, that they're gonna, they can win the division, but they've got to play better than they did overall over the last 10 games. It's the first 10 games of the season. Normally we judge a team on, on again, the first 20, but Willie really wants to judge it on 10, so we'll judge it on 10. But hopefully the next 10 we'll see a vast improvement, and we start seeing this record as we go 10-game increments throughout the season, 8-2, and 7-3. and three. That's what you want. That's championship basketball right there. So hopefully we'll see that. Today's election day, and, um, man, so many reasons why you need to get out to the polls. As I mentioned before, my wife and I went this afternoon. Um, you know, the line, there were no lines, okay? Of course, it was the afternoon. After work, there's going to be probably more lines than then, but it is your duty as a citizen of this country to have your voice heard. One of the reasons why New Orleans is in the situation it's in right now because voters could care less, the apathy in the city of New Orleans. And because of that, you're, you're stuck with LaToya Cantrell. Look, it, I, I don't know. And again, at this point, they're, they're not putting out a lot, of, a lot of numbers on the recall, which leads me to believe, again, they're not hitting their goals, okay? They only have until Ash Wednesday. You know, for whatever reason, some people won't sign it. Okay, um, whatever their reason is, that their own person, it is their deal. But you're putting this this city at risk with, with again three more years of Latoya Cantrell. And the reason why is again, so many people stayed away from the polls one voting day. I mean, again, you know the the apathy in the city of New Orleans when it comes to elections, putting up good candidates, people that again can 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 push this city forward and change it. It's mind-blowing that, again, that there's not a more commitment to that in the city. And, again, it's just, it's just one bad press moment after press moment for Latoya Cantrell, pointing out, again, the shortcomings and then the fact that, again, she's not qualified to be the mayor of New Orleans. And when you give people power, what they do with that power tells you a lot about the individual. 
And we talked about this before. You know, I mean, the, the political infighting between her and, and Helena Moreno, who's going to run for mayor next time uh, in, in the next election. The investigation into, into Moreno's um, uh, bodyguard, uh, Sergeant uh, Malvo. Supposedly, was, again, the mayor said that they again stalked to her while she was living at the city-owned uh, Pantabo Apartments uh, rent-free. Well, there's been, there's been an investigation by, the criminal, by the, uh, the, the criminal sheriff's office, which Malvo was part of. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. So how did Latoya Cantrell come upon, come upon this? Well, an NOPD officer told her this. And then they tried to frame it in, in the statement that they got the information from, an NOP, from the NOPD. No, the NOPD didn't tell you that. It wasn't like, again, that, again the NOPD came to you and said, oh, wait a minute, you're being stalked by uh, Sergeant Malvo. No, no, no. It was an NOPD officer that, again, passed on a rumor. And she jumped on it. The mayor's CEO, CAO, on behalf of the mayor, made the complaint to the criminal sheriff's office on behalf of the mayor. And had Malvo reassigned to the jail. So the mayor lied once again. Okay? It's a lie. Okay? The NOPD didn't do it. An NOPD officer gave it information. And it never happened. So it's another lie on the part of Latoya Cantrell. On part of, again, a list of many, many, many transgressions so far. And it smeared the the reputation of, again, a, a, a solid public servant in Malvo. Who now has been reassigned back to Moreno's office. If I'm Malvo, I am suing the mayor. I'm suing again. I'm suing um, um, uh, the mayor civilly. And if I'm the district attorney of the city of New Orleans, he should bring, he should bring charges against the mayor for falsifying uh, and for falsely accusing Malvo of stalking, which is a crime. For what? Political infighting? Because you got caught living at the Batalba buildings, again, rent-free, which you should not be doing? No, this is, again, because she got caught abusing power as mayor and because of the political infighting with Moreno. No, she is dangerous as mayor of New Orleans. You know, it's something I said a long time ago, and and I told you guys this, okay, because I know, because I talk to business owners all over the city. It's what I do, okay? I'm, I'm not only a talk show host, I'm in the advertising business, right? I promote businesses on my program. And some businesses won't come jump on this show because they know how strong I am against the city and the mayor and how I'm telling it like it is. They like it, but they can't be associated with it because they're worried about retribution. Just like, again, after COVID-19, nobody wanted to stand up and talk. One of the few that did was Scott Craig. Why? Because they're worried about retribution. Are you kidding me? Retribution from the city? Retribution from the city that you pay taxes to? Retribution from, again, the elected officials that you elect? Retribution from, again, departments that are supposed to be, again, helping businesses in this city, but now retribution? We see this now. We saw it with Malvo. Retribution. Falsely accusing. Using her power for her own good, but also to make somebody else's life miserable. And you don't think she doesn't do that to business in this town? You don't think the business in this town are scared to step up and, t- and, and speak up? Why? Because they're worried about retribution from the mayor. Why? Because the people in Orleans Paris don't give a damn. Because they don't stand up and go to the polls to be able to make sure, again, someone like this, who is not qualified to be the mayor of the city of New Orleans, in, in, in a time where we desperately need leadership, they sit on the sidelines. So today, 
before 8 o'clock. Have your voice heard. Go to the voting booth. Go to the polls. Be a habitual voter. And don't let what has happened to New Orleans this time around happen ever again, where we are stuck with, again, an, an individual who is not qualified to lead the city of New Orleans at a time when we're still rebuilding from the largest man-made disaster in the history of this country, a.k.a. The, fa- the failure of the federal levy system after Hurricane Katrina. We should be so much further along by now, and we're not. And part of the reason why is, again, this is not a job where you learn on-the-job training. This is a job where, again, you've got to be versed in what and how to do the job, but also have to be bright enough and, and, and be engaging enough and have, the again, the wherewithal to be able to lead and excite people and get them motivated to move forward, something that has been severely lacking for a long, long time in this city. Long before Katrina floodwaters came in and went back out. Make your voice heard. Get to the voting poll, voting booth tonight and every time there's an election. Especially in Orleans Parish where we desperately need leadership. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. I don't care where you live, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you live uh, anywhere within the sound of my voice, and you're looking for a company you can trust when it comes to your vehicle, it's Southern Tire. First of all, ASC certified technicians who only do the work that's necessary. And I will say this again, with the latest diagnostic equipment, and, and this is something that, look, this is hard to do, okay? This is not, this is not cheap equipment. Uh, Tony Piazza and his family made the decision uh, when they saw, again, how cars were changing and going more computerized to be able to go out and get the get the uh, the diagnostic equipment they needed to be able to make sure they can keep your car on the road. And then they doubled down on it with, again, probably more diagnostic equipment you'll see at your average dealership. So, again, if your car's out of warranty and you're looking for a, ve- a place where you can bring your vehicle that you can trust, or maybe you're in charge of a fleet account for your company, man, Southern Tire's the way to go. They have the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none, uh, something for everyone's budget. And then, of course, wheels and tires of the 30-inch, you can finance it as, as well. Some shops will tell you you've got to leave your car for two or three weeks. Southern Tires getting you out in two and three hours. It's the way they are. It's the way they operate. They know you need your vehicle, okay? They can't have your vehicle tied up in their lot for three weeks. It's not what they do. It's not how they are. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3 because they know your time is valuable and you've got to work during the week. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com and check out all the services they provide for their customers. Uh, a family you can truly trust, the Piazza family, owns Southern Tire since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros, plus we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment, it's information, it's all that you could want, and it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Macy's. Join Macy's and support Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America throughout the holiday season. Donate today when you shop Macy's stores and at Macy's.com purpose. Delays are solid on 10 westbound from Orleans to just before the airport. 
On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, your delays are steady from just past St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays steady on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high-rise. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, your delays are solid from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. If you're traveling along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway, backups are steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, this is Eric Ash. If you know you'll be needing a new air conditioning system anytime soon, then you should call my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating before the end of the year. Because on January 1st, new federal rules mean all AC contractors are no longer able to install the most affordable air conditioning systems. The team at Burkhart has these affordable systems available for install right now. And there's financing available too. So see by calling Burkhart today or learn more at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you till 6. Hey, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is available for you when it comes to generator sales and service. Uh, at Burkhardt, uh, first of all, they're the best. I'm just saying it right now, straight up. You're looking for a company that's got, that again, knows how to install that generator and then, and then the service at the sale, impeccable. Uh, bringing a generator on your property and, and having it installed will increase your property value. It's to give you the peace of mind and knowing when the power goes out, you're, you got, your house stays energized. 
same for again if you've got a, a a a company. How can you live today, uh, especially if you're in the service industry, without having a generator backup? I mean, uh, especially with the way the grid is. Um, at Burkhart, uh, Jason Burkhart will come out to your home and your business, sit down with your consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of generator. Uh, you guys come to an agreement. Uh, they'll put you on the on the calendar for a single day install. They have Generac generators in stock right now at Burkhart's compound in Mandeville, ready to be installed in your home or your business. You can finance it over time with low monthly notes, or can you pay it all up front? Your choice. Do install quality check after one month. They do that for everything they install for their customers. Coming out, making sure you know how to operate the system. And then, of course, when it comes to service after the sale, impeccable. 24-7, 365 emergency service. If your generator breaks down, a stock, uh, there are a warehouse stock with all the parts you need. And then, of course, maintaining that generator. It's like a, it's like a car engine. You've got to maintain it. Burkhardt will come out and maintain it with a maintenance schedule that keeps your generator working in top shape. And, of course, when Burkhardt uh, handles your generator, they handle everything from planning to permits to inspections. Their dedicated gen generator team knows where to place that generator so, it again, it's placed um, uh, illegally. And it won't, again, uh, uh, be, be an issue with, again, your family when it comes to carbon monoxide poisoning or any problems. They were long ahead of the curve on that. Other companies have had to go back and move those generators, not Burkhardt. They knew where to put them and put them there, again, up to code. They handle the whole process for you, everything you need. Permits, inspections, it's Burkhardt. Looking for a company you can trust with your generator? Generator sales and service their business. Generac is the, is the company. It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. All right. We talked about the Saints and that debacle last night. Gave you my thoughts on the Pelicans at 5-5. Five and five. Again, again, where they have to be. And, of course, a, a, a Zion Williamson is coming on and looking like the old Zion, okay, the Zion that, again, this team drafted. Um, and then, of course, we talked Tulane uh, with Matty Hudak a little bit earlier. Greenies, again, big stretch here with the last three games of the season. UCF uh, at home at SMU on Thursday night uh, on a quick turnaround, then out, out, out to Cincinnati again for um, – for a, a tough game out there for maybe the championship of the AAC. But, again, nothing bigger than what we saw Saturday night in Tiger Stadium. Alabama coming to town. And uh, Brian Kelly, Jaden Daniels, and the gang slaying the Alabama Dragon. Uh, to break it down for us, one of the best we have in the state, his, uh, his site, TigerBait.com, most comprehensive look at Tiger athletics. And I'm talking about full Tiger athletics. Uh, his YouTube page absolutely blowing up. And, of course, from video to, again, the message boards, which have been legendary. Uh, and, of course, recruiting at a high school game every single week. Cameras everywhere. Come on. It's TigerBait.com. Mike Scarborough, founder of TigerBait.com, joins us on the program now. Mike, how are you? I'm doing good, Eric. It never stops. On the way to uh, player interviews and um, hopefully give us a Will Campbell or, uh, or I keep holding out hope one day where we get to talk to Harold Perkins. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Who? What a player he was yeah. last week, Mike. You've Absolutely. seen a lot of LSU football. Just, just, just lay it out for us. How, how, what you saw on Saturday night? How you felt after the game on Saturday night? Well, I, I just, I, I think it was uh, monumental, and um, you know, I finally got to watch the the, you know, the ESPN replay last night, and to see the emotion in Brian Kelly's face when he was talking to Holly Rowe. Uh, that pretty much sums it up. You know, he came to LSU for games like that uh, to be able to beat Alabama, who he couldn't beat when he was at Notre Dame. And certainly there's no way that, um, and he didn't say it this way, but I think he was kind of 
beating around it a little bit. Uh, I don't. Th- he he didn't expect to do it in year one, particularly not when he, uh, you know, arrived with a roster with uh, less than forty uh, scholarship players that were about to play in the te- in the Texas Bowl, and um, and uh, all the transfers and and so forth. And I, I was even thinking about uh, back today to uh, some of our first spring practice reports in day one, and just how I thought Jaden Daniels of, of the quarterbacks looked, looked the, the, the worst and uh, didn't have much pop in his throw. It wasn't as accurate as the other guys. And, and now look at it. Uh, you're talking about a guy who, if he continues to perform at the level he is the next few weeks, um, how is he not uh, a guy that you're talking about being invited to a Heisman ceremony? Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. I said it yesterday. How is that even possible? Yeah, because he's outperformed the, 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 the reigning Heisman Trophy winner all season. 1,500 yards passing, 500 yards rushing, one of three quarterbacks in all of college football to have those stats. Yeah, he, he's, um, you know, a lot of people thought I was crazy after the loss to Florida State and, and calling him a stud, and, and I get it. Uh, you know, the, the, he wasn't on the same page with his receivers and, and all that, and we know – uh, what happened in the first month to six weeks. Um, but now it, it, it's a whole other, other animal. And so I think it's, it's just what it does for Brian Kelly. Um, you know, you immediately think back to pivotal wins in history. I, I wasn't around for uh, – I was, I, was, I was alive, but I wasn't there for Burt Jones and, and Old Miss and uh, certainly wasn't alive for uh, Billy Cannon and Old Miss. Um, I was there for USC in 79. I, that, for the longest time, was the uh, the best game I had ever been to in my life. Uh, then you, but then you had the 97 beating number one Florida. And I remind people, in, in Saban's first year at LSU, there were two epic games, uh, beating Tennessee the week after losing to UAB, and there was a Mississippi State game that uh, was as good of an of atmosphere as you'd ever seen. Both those teams were ranked. People forget Mississippi State had a very good team uh, that year. Yep. And um, but T-Bone two, 2007. But this one I think is probably the biggest because uh, where LSU's been with national championships, haven't beaten Nick Saban at home since 2010. Perfect weather. All the recruits in the stands. First year. Um, uh, it's. I don't know if I want to go as far as some of the talking heads that are trying to suggest that maybe this is a, a changing of the guard. Um, until I see Nick Saban lose three or four football games, I, I'm not going to believe anything like that. But it was an epic moment in the history of LSU football. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. And um, so now you go to Arkansas, 30 degrees uh, Saturday morning, and um, – uh, I, I know they, they've got the injury bug and uh, their season isn't going the way that they would like it to, mm-hmm. but Arkansas is dangerous. Um, uh, they've got, uh, they're well coached and um, you, you better not go over there with a, an Alabama hangover because you could easily lose. And um, yeah, Arkansas has done it to LSU several times uh, in, in the last couple of decades. 
Well, you know, LSU hadn't had to deal with that this year. Tulane did. They lost to USM early in the season, which, again, was one of those, again, look-look pass games. Um, I got to believe Kelly is preaching the same thing that Fritz is preaching, want to know, and you can't look past Arkansas, especially now after you've slayed that, that Alabama dragon. You can't have a hangover. You got to go into this game, and, and you, you got to realize what's in front of you. And to be able to control your own destiny after what you mentioned, the humble beginnings of this particular program under Kelly is absolutely amazing. Well, and then, you know, I bring up Jaden Daniels being a, a, a guy that at least is uh, heavily considered or, or possibly one of the uh, – what, what do they invite, three or four? What, what's, what, how many do they bring up there that they invite? To the uh, they usually bring three, three to four, sometimes five. It depends, but it's usually like, like four finalists. Yeah. So, you know – Hypo losing to Georgia the way he did last week, and certainly uh, he's got a better had a better uh, roster. Um, you know, you know what, what's the case for Brian Kelly being FCC Coach of the Year now? Yeah, of course. After based on again where they came from, look, there's nobody that's done more with less than what Brian Kelly has this year. No one in the SEC, yep. maybe in the country. And then, and then you look at it, and you're like, okay, uh, you evaluate everything. Even if you, even if they win ten regular season games, you you you, uh, you know, you, you you evaluate everything, the whole staff. And mm-hmm. so you, you look at things, and like you know, because you're about to get to that phase real quick where you're, um, you know, is there uh, is there a week leak on the staff? Do you want any personnel changes? Uh, you got signing day in December. You got to hit the portal. Um, you know, you, you look at his staff, and, and it's like, man, what, what, is there anything that he would be, be wanting to do there? I mean, uh, I, I thought in the off season, I, I would joke, you know, on post game shows, uh, which uh, coordinator, assistant coach is going to get the, you know, get the most grief uh, from LSU fans, and it was easy to say Denbrock. But, but right. look at the look at the, the games he's called, and um, and what more can you say about Matt Madhouse? Uh, I'm, right. So yeah, <laughs> you got to try to hold. Teams, what are you talking about? You got to try to hold on to those guys, right? Yeah, I mean those guys yeah. might have an opportunity to either get again a head head coaching uh, gig, or you know House might have a chance to go back to the NFL. Uh, the, what I'm worried about is again they're, they're, that that staff getting raided in off season. Well, and see, but the, the, the thing about House is you're talking a guy who left the NFL to come back to college. Sure. That tells me that he prefers the college game. Why would Man, he I tell you what, I sure hope he does. <laughs> he is, he yeah. is, look, his ability to be able to adjust on the fly, his game plans, and the versatility of those game plans, understanding again now his players, the, the strengths and weaknesses. I mean, this has been a quick turnaround for this defense. Um, I mean, you mentioned 39 scholarship players, what, 12 players from the portal, 15 signees in the 2022 class. I mean, this this program was left for dead as the season started, especially after they lost to Florida State. You you know better than me. Uh, What what, what, what are some of the highest uh, defensive coordinator salaries in the NFL? I'd have to look that up, Mike, but – I'm sure would, that look at this one. I would, I would, I'm sure whatever it is, LSU can match or go over it. I, I, I don't I, think I, money's I an option L- here. I want to say LSU's probably already in line, if not in line, or maybe a little more. 
in most. Probably could. I mean, I don't think money's ever been an issue for as far as, again, paying coaches. You know, yeah, again, uh, it's I maybe just about opportunity. If somebody gets an opportunity to get to have their own, you know, have their own co- head coaching job or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, yeah as far as money goes, I'm, I don't think money's the issue here. Yeah, he was the linebackers coach for the Chiefs. So yep. would he actually go back if he was offered a D.C. job? A D.C. Right. Tend, maybe I, I maybe tend, not. I tend to, I tend to think he, he's back here for a reason because he prefers the college game. Well, Mike, look, there's so much more in the college game in terms of recruiting, right? You're constantly recruiting. You're constantly courting uh, 16, 17, 18, 19-year-old kids. If you're into that, and, and, again, that's part of your DNA, then, again, then you can do it as a college coach. If you're more, again, uh, 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 used to dealing with men and professionals and, and you know, you know, you know and, and, and dealing with from, from a professional level, well, then, again, maybe if that's, your, if that's in, in your DNA, if that's in your bailiwick, well, then maybe you're, you're, you're heading that way. But. This I got Kelly put together an incredible coaching staff because you see week to week again this team progressing player to player um, uh, uh, and and also again uh, you know from position group to position group I mean it, it's uncanny we this team has gotten better every single week and all of a sudden I mean no one's going to get to Joe Burrow status but Jane Daniels is going to be a little bit of a folk hero himself isn't he Oh come on absolutely. I mean, that, 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 that run in overtime, okay? Now, first of all, the blocking was incredible, okay? Let's give a lot of credit there. But that run in overtime was one for the ages. And then the gutsy two-point call. But, I mean, when I went back and thought about it, I said to myself, Mike, you know, why, why is he going to try to go, go against Alabama and, again, maybe go into this thing where they got to, you know, they go into so many overtimes when you got a chance to win it right there. You got a guy who's, in a, who's a great athlete, and the play was perfect. Uh, you know, with with three different options on on on, on option to run. Um, yeah, it's not just I just give him so much credit, man, and guts, guts to do it. That's gutsy. Yeah, it's one thing to to have a, to go for two. That's a gutsy call, but then your call is to a freshman. Yeah, Mason Taylor's got to catch the ball, All right? Yeah, and so it, 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 there's a whole lot of kids that you can't help but fall in love with on this football team. You know, we've seen Mason Taylor, you know, Mm -hmm. hugging his mom and crying. Kelly getting misty and emotional. Uh, Herb Street going on and on about how, you know, how well he knows Brian Kelly. And that isn't something that you ever see. And, you know, and then you got Josh Williams, a former walk on the, some of the, he had, uh, you talk about the block, the block is free Daniels for that score. Um, it's, got two freshman tackles that are as good a people as you get and they're 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 right. true freshmen i mean there's just so many storylines that, that that make it so hey look you beat alabama and and and, and everybody's on the wagon but sure of course a, a why wouldn't of, you be there's, there's a whole lot of side stories or, or with mm-hmm. this team that um that make make the fans uh, love all of them uh, I'm, I'm with you i mean they neutered the heisman trophy winner last week i mean they did Talk about him in my monologue on Monday. You know, uh, uh, Harold Perkins, Jr. I mean, my gosh. I mean, you have to be scratching your head a little bit about why they didn't play him against Tennessee, but that'll never happen again. That dude needs to be on the field. You find a way to get him on the field. And last week, uh, every, even, when, even when Perkins wasn't there, uh, uh, Young was thinking he was there like he was a ghost. It, 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 it's staggering. Um to think that uh, this team, and of course, uh, what are we, about 10, 15 minutes away from the new CFP poll being yep. released? Um, 
I'm, I'm assuming LSU's going to get somewhere around seven or eight. Um, mm-hmm. So. Unbelievable. And also, can I say know, Bramblett? Can I bring Bramblett up real quick? I mean, what he oh, did yeah. in pinning Alabama, okay, and, and pinning them almost the entire first half was amazing. Yeah, I was down on the field at the end of the game, and he was one of the last guys to make his way into the locker room. It was he, Boutte, uh, Taylor, um, I think Bernard Converse. They were, those were like the last guys, and it took him probably 25 minutes to get in the locker room. But uh, that was extra special for him, a kid from Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. and uh, for him to have uh, one of his best games, if not the best of his career. Wow, it was amazing. It was an amazing night, Mike. And then, of course, can I finish by saying this? The respect for the eye of the tiger in the middle of the field. The students' understanding, we're not stepping on that eye. That was something to behold. Yeah. Uh, uh, when someone noted that to me and said, Is that, was that Photoshopped? And that was real. I've seen that. that. No, that's real. There, there's, so many, there's so many videos that people uh, have that uh, I, I don't think I've seen half of what's out there that's just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, again, it was just, it's for an event. One for the what ages, for my your, friend. Yeah, if you're a season ticket holder and, and, and even media people, it, it's yeah. when you see uh, a Chris Fowler in the Herb Street on a private plane uh, toasting LSU, that they, they feel the need to jump on an Instagram and do something extra because they're still just giddy about what they saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those guys have seen it all. I mean, they're yeah. in every major venue in the, in, sure. in the United States that, in every big game. And for them to just have that, that wow about them, um, it just goes to show you. I mean, it, it's – Yeah. And it, it, in parts of it, of the game, particularly the first half when it was 7-6, to six, you started thinking back to the, the regular season 2011 game. <laughs> yeah. And so it, there, there's a reason why, you know, a good many of these LSU-Alabama games are instant classics. Yeah. There's some that get and, away and, from LSU get right. it gotten ugly. Uh, but there's been a handful that are instant classics. And then why they should always be in prime time on a Saturday night. I mean, that just that goes without saying, no doubt. Mike, Absolutely. we're up against the clock. Tell everybody about your incredible site, which, again, as I've been telling everybody for the longest time, is uh, it was great before. It's blowing up now. Tell us all about how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, we've got a Recruits React feature that I've added even more quotes to today. Uh, the recruits that were there, uh, you got to go check that out if you're an LSU fan. Try it out for $1.00. Got Matt McMahon's press conference up from earlier today. I'm going to player interviews right now. We'll have that up for you within an hour and a half. And so um, Preston's got his show tonight on our, our YouTube channel, LSU Tigers mm-hmm. on Tiger Bait. Go check that out. I'll be live tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. And so uh, if you're an LSU fan, we want to have you part of our message board community and our, and our website. Go to TigerBait.com and subscribe for $1. At Scarborough Mike on Twitter. Thanks so much for your time each and every week, my friend. All right, Eric. Thanks for having me. Talk soon. All right, there he goes. Mike Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. Don't forget Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Come home tonight. AC's not working. Maybe, again, you're getting that heater ready for next week when we finally get that big cold snap. Have that heater cleaned by professional. Burkhardt can do it all for you. ACPromise.com. 15 trucks in the field. 30-minute courtesy call. After-hour service as well. Commercial, industrial, residential. You'll never find anybody better. I've trusted Burkhoff for over 30 years. You can trust him as well. It's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back.
Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? At Dudley DeBosier, that call is free, and we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 22-13578. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. <sighs> Two, get out of bed. And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Select or request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for all card or combos. Orders. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii. Today on Hey Culligan, soft water, cleaner environment. What do you say, Greg? Hey Culligan, are you saying if I have a Culligan high-efficiency water softener, I'm also helping the environment? It sounds like you're saying it, Greg, and yes you are, because with the Culligan high-efficiency water softener, you'll use less detergent, soap, and harsh chemicals, and that's good for the planet. Now you're saying it. You bet I am, Greg. Soft water and a cleaner environment is already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. 
All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you checking out the program each and every day. Uh, also, again, I want to thank our guest, Batty Hudak. Also, uh, Mike Scarborough. Don't forget, you got until 8 o'clock tonight to vote. Get out there and have your voice heard. I want to thank all the great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slash and sponsor, sponsor our program. And uh, we appreciate those sponsors, again, supporting us and also you supporting the sponsors. Thanks so much. Coming up next, All Access with uh, Jude Young. So keep it right here on uh, 106.1 FM. And as always, very much appreciate you guys listening to the program. Thanks to Rudy back in studio. Thanks to Jeremy, my man, uh, in production. And as always, thank you for listening. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock. From the dog catch to the governor, that includes the man. They all got to go. I want y'all to already know now. We the people on the bio. Broadcast.